Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. How long have you been using carton milk? I can say I have for a while now, so I was beyond excited when I found a new and easy way to make plant-based milk with Joy. Joy is a minimally processed nut base with no added sugar and comes in 100% recyclable packaging, unlike traditional plant-based milks. My homemade biscuits have never been fluffier and my sauces have never been creamier thanks to adding Joy. Mix it up how you like it on your own terms. For 10% off of your purchase of Joy, visit addjoy.com. That's A-D-D-J-O-I.com and type in the code Lena Sanford. Hello, neighbors. I hope I'm finding you well today, wherever you are. I want you to take another deep breath with me and get in the mindset that you are a powerful individual with the ability to change the world. I want you to open your mind and join me as we discuss conscious consumerism, which sounds like a pretty complex term, but it just means the increased awareness of our purchasing decisions. It's trying to use our purchasing power to make a positive social, economic, and environmental impact. Or if you've ever heard the phrase, vote with your dollar, it's the same idea. And later on in this episode, I will address ways other than using your purchasing power to make an impact and that will really move the needle towards making real environmental change. So stick around. But I want to clear the air first. On last week's episode, I came clean about something. I became paralyzed about purchasing anything because I was so scared of the negative impacts it would make on the planet and the people who made those products. I got overwhelmed by all of the knowledge I was consuming and not knowing what to believe or where to look. And when I realized all of those bad things, and bad things are totally in air quotes here, But the bad things that I could be doing, I just felt environmental guilt and even a social guilt of judgment from other people. I want to break the shame and blame cycle that is associated with sustainability. I've said it before and I will say it again. It is incredibly important that you give yourself some grace when you are trying to live a greener lifestyle. You can't be scared to do the wrong thing. You just have to try and feel pride in whatever actions you are taking to help. You should be able to feel confident in the actions you're taking and the purchases you're making. So let's talk about buying smart since the next holiday season is always around the corner. Let's be honest, America is built on consumerism. So every purchase, even if it's a small one, can make an impact on the lives of others and the health of the earth. There are environmental and social effects that can be noted at every level of the supply chain, even if all you bought was a cup of coffee. There are five questions you may want to ask yourself before buying. 
to help you feel confident in your decisions and to take the pressure off of making sustainable purchases that can sometimes feel overwhelming. I find these five questions really helpful for me to think it through quickly and not feel paralysis or guilt about purchasing decisions. The first question and the most important towards being a conscious consumer is to ask yourself, do I really need this? Or does the person I'm buying for really need this? Most of us trade our precious time for money, which means when we spend it with abandon, we have to keep working harder and longer to get ahead. Separating your wants from your needs will not only help you to save money, but help you to save time since most of us trade our time for money on a daily basis. If you're buying it for yourself, try to think if you already have something that will get the job done. I am almost embarrassed (laughs) to say how many pairs of black yoga pants I've bought that all look the exact same on me. Or how many facial products I've bought that are literally the exact same three that were already in my cabinet. Just stopping to ask yourself that question, even for a second, helps to prevent impulse buys on items. Sometimes, you know, if I'm thinking about buying something and I'm not really sure about it, I will leave the store if I'm considering it. And, you know, if I never think about it again, then I really didn't need it. If I end up thinking about whatever it was for the next few days or even a week, I will reconsider the purchase. If you're buying for yourself or if you're buying eco-friendly gifts for others, you can consider making it for yourself. If you're making something yourself, it adds so much sentimental value to an item. If you're not crafty or if you're not interested in making something, another great option is to think if you have the option to thrift the item. I've mentioned before about online marketplaces that make it super easy to see and even post items that you can get secondhand. Your local thrift shops or antique stores may have what you're looking for as well, but just a little bit more character that a new piece wouldn't. There is a full list of DIY and low-waste items that you can gift someone or yourself linked in the show notes. Try and think, am I giving this gift just because I feel like I have to? Or does this gift bring joy to the person that I'm giving it to or show them how much I love them? Or are you just spending money on another thing to put in a drawer or a closet somewhere? All right, say you've decided, yes, okay, I think I should buy something. I want to buy something. The second question is, where is the product from? Have you ever looked at the tag in your clothes to see where it was made? The same thing applies to any products you buy. It's a really quick check that may help you to realize the potential impacts of the product. It may clue you into the working conditions of the person who made it, The International Trade Union Confederation says the top countries that are the worst for working people are Bangladesh, Honduras, the Philippines, Brazil, India, Turkey, Colombia, Kazakhstan, Zimbabwe, and Egypt. It can also help you to determine its environmental impact. For instance, if a product is made across the world, it definitely is leaving a larger carbon footprint to ship it to you than something that's made closer to home. Buying locally is always a great option because you can help support your own community. 
and know that it is leaving a smaller footprint just because it took fewer resources to get the product to its end destination. Local businesses also have a higher chance of listening to what you'd actually like to see. I mean, that's not a shocker here. They can tailor their products and services towards what will serve you and the planet better if you just talk to them. That leads into the third question, which is similar, but it asks, who am I buying it from? That may seem silly because you're like, Lena, come on, like, duh, I know the name of the company. Of course I know who I'm buying it from. But this is just digging a hair deeper here. It's a great idea to buy from small businesses in your state or country instead of large corporations. When you buy from a small business, you're making so much more of an impact on that company staying in business than if you bought from a huge corporation. Your purchase could mean putting food on the table for a family that night, which is huge. A lot of people buy from Amazon because it is quick and easy to find products. One tip is to utilize Amazon to find what you're looking for, click on the company who is selling the product you'd like, and then go to their website and buy from them directly. Almost every time I've done this, customer service is so much better, and I get to really learn who I'm buying it from. One of the small businesses I've bought from recently literally thanked us for buying from them instead of going through Amazon. They reached out to make sure that what we bought would actually fit our needs, and we had a contact to reach out to if there were any issues with the product after the fact. That is the impact I'm looking for when I'm buying, that connection to people. Small businesses are usually pretty competitive with pricing, too. And if you're purchasing from a company who has these dirt cheap prices, maybe the question isn't, why is this small business more expensive? But how could the alternative company sell those items so cheap? Whether that business is small or not, there are companies out there that are known for being more environmentally and socially responsible than others. One of the biggest tells on if a company is sustainable and ethical is their transparency. You should be able to go onto the company's website and see specific and clear information about where they source their materials, where the products are manufactured, and their practices. There is typically a section on the company's website, you know, usually around the top, around the About Us page, that gives these details. So if they're hard to find or if they aren't there at all, you may have a red flag. Trust that gut feeling you have and follow it up with research. Email the company if you have to. It takes like five seconds from clicking the contact us and tell them you would like to know more about their supply chain. You can see if the item is fair trade certified or, you know, some companies that are B Corp certified will proudly name it on their website. B Corp certification means that the company has proven that it has the highest standards of social and environmental performance that they are transparent to the public, and that they harness their profit and growth and use that power to make a greater impact on their employees, their communities, and the environment. Bcorporation.net says the B Corp community works towards reduced inequality, lower levels of poverty, a healthier environment, stronger communities, and the creation of more high-quality jobs with dignity and purpose. Essentially, it's a new definition of success that all companies should strive for moving forward. But if a company doesn't have any certifications, it's okay. Like, we don't have to cancel them out. 
Look to see if they have outlined where they need to improve and see if they have a date set on when they plan to make those changes by. One thing to note is not to get confused by greenwashing. Greenwashing, also known as green sheen, is when companies spend more time and money claiming to be green through marketing rather than actually implementing business practices that minimize environmental impact. It is misleading to buyers and usually leaves the effort of actually being green in the buyer's hands. Like having recyclable packaging because it saves the company on cost, but the consumer still has to recycle the packaging afterwards. Some other examples of greenwashing include using images of plants and green imagery to convince buyers at first glance that they're environmentally friendly, but giving no proof of actually being environmentally friendly. Misleading labels with no factual evidence, for instance, having 100% eco-friendly on the label without any further information or proof. And maybe there have hidden trade-offs, such as saying that they use products that are made from recycled material, which at face value, that would be great. But then they omit the fact that they were processed using excess water or energy, or that they use toxic chemicals in the final product. So now that we've decided that we have a brand that's responsible to buy from, the fourth question to ask yourself is how long will it last? You can usually tell by looking at how a product was made if it is quality or not. You don't want to have to invest in a product and then turn around a year later and have to buy it again because it didn't hold up or throw it in the trash because it's taking up space in your oh-so-coveted junk drawer which makes you think about the product's end of life. The end of life for a product just means the product is at the end of its useful life. So where does it go? Will it go to the landfill or will you be able to recycle or return it at the end of life? For an example, things like consumer electronics, such as printers, trendy electronics, or mobile devices are known to have a short life cycle. Maybe how long the product will last depends on how long you plan to use it. If you plan on using something every day, it may wear down quicker. So you'd want to buy something that is more durable or of a higher quality. Or maybe you can use it in a different way when it's done. If you're planning on using something only once, like an outfit for an event, the best option may be to rent or to borrow. So there you go. You just thought through it and you've either bought, rented, or DIY'd your eco-friendly product and you should feel freaking good about it. The final question to ask yourself is just a little bit different and it asks, what else can I do? If you really want to move the needle on making environmental change, there are a few things that you could do that don't involve using your purchasing power. If you have the option to, you could ask people who may be buying you gifts to donate the money to environmental organizations like the Environmental Defense Fund instead. Or maybe you ask them to re-gift you the things that they don't use but that you may need. Or to DIY your gift. You can use your voice to vote in and support environmentally conscious representatives at all levels of government and hold them accountable. This is where real change can happen towards implementing climate action initiatives. Something like emailing your representative to see what they're doing to help your community live a healthier, longer life is a good starting point. You could support youth-led climate movements like the Sunrise Movement or Defend Our Future 
as children and teens play a huge role in tackling climate change. Support initiatives that help women foster education, family planning, and entrepreneurship. Climate change affects women more adversely than men across many societies. The International Union for Conservation of Nature says that women have proven to be leading the way towards more equitable and sustainable solutions to climate change. Across sectors, women's innovations and expertise have transformed lives and livelihoods and increased climate resilience and overall well-being. So educating and empowering women can literally save our planet. You can also volunteer at nonprofit organizations like Feeding America, which help to rescue billions of pounds of excess food annually that would otherwise end up in a landfill, and putting it towards people who are in need. Whew, okay. Did you get all of that? I will have everything linked in the show notes for you to reference, but the whole point of this is to empower you to know that you can use your time and your money in ways that can make huge impacts on the planet. And if you get used to thinking through these couple of questions, it will eventually become second nature, saving time, money, and the planet. Now that's a triple win, y'all. Your something to grow on this week is a quote from statistician and economist E.F. Schumacher that reads, infinite growth of material consumption in a finite world is an impossibility. Now, this doesn't mean we have to like halt all economic growth. That's not what I'm wanting here. But instead of material consumption for our economic growth, we could focus on economic growth through increasing the quality of our goods and efficiency in things like education and health services, public transportation and industrial processes, which would all help to decrease the large quantities of products that are being consumed and reduce the harm to the environment. The world is designed to convince us that we need materials to buy things to make us happy, but it is costing us more than we realize. Throughout the next week, I ask you to pose these five questions to yourself as you are buying, and I bet you will feel good when you answer question number one, do I really need it, with a humble no. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details and let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram, at Hometown Earth, or connect with me, at Lena Sanford. We all know change needs to happen, so let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.